everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, Sintima Left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey King. Hello, how are you? I'm alright mate, it's a special weekend edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. Yep. Because it's free agency and stuff keeps happening. Yeah. So, we're going to also focus on the West today. Yes. Last week we focused on the East and the eight teams there. Mm -hmm. This week we're going to focus on the West. Yep. And of course we wanted someone here to give their expert opinion on one of the West teams. Yeah. Well, all of the West teams really, but with in-depth knowledge of one of the West teams. Yeah, or none of the West teams, depends on how you look at it. Mr. Punk Raider. Um, Unfortunately, can't... (laughs) He's here! (laughs) You're not here in person, are you, Punk? No, no, um, weather conditions have negated my travel ability, so I'm uh, phoning in via satellite. <laughs> Some white rain came down and uh, scared Punk into not coming up today. Yeah, all of all, so. all one inch of it. So. <laughs> yeah, my um, my black shirt was turning white, so I was like, no, that's, that's far too chargerish. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Punk. You're going to be here for the entire show, I hope. Excellent. Let's start with the biggest news, shall we, boys? And that is that the New York Jets have moved up in the NFL draft this year from sixth to third. Yep. They've moved with the Colts. Um, in exchange, the Colts get the sixth pick in the first round that the Jets were going to take, uh, plus both of Jets' second round picks this year and their second round pick next year. So that's pick 6, 37, 49, and the second round pick in 2019. Yes. For three places. How do you, do you feel about this? I think it might be a quarterback. I think you're right there. Yeah. But that does mean they're sold on three of them, because yeah. there is a genuine risk that two will be gone prior to them picking. Um, so they're obviously happy with uh, a few of the options they've got in this draft. Um, I'm not mad at that price for... If the, if the guy ends up being a franchise quarterback, mm. it's a better better uh, exchange than the Bears did for Trubisky last year. Yeah, it is, and and you know you look at these some of these trades, and you know the Eagles obviously went super aggressive, and when I got Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. I don't think at this point no one's talking about what they gave up no. to get up to the top of the draft or the second overall pick to get to get Wentz. So I think it these these sort of uh, deals only get talked about when it doesn't pan out. Obviously, the Redskins with RG three gets mentioned mm-hmm. so it's um yeah it, you know if this works out for them and they get their guy for the next sort of 10 years or so i don't think anyone cares how many second round picks they gave up to move three spots how do you feel about it punk because it's it's quite interesting to me that they're willing to take any of three quarterbacks usually you've got your favorite and you go for that one yeah but you have to you have to be willing to take any of three quarterbacks if you're only moving up to three and not moving up to one you can't target one in particular because you don't know what the teams in front of you can be now, you know, it's it's the Jets, so who knows quite what their decision-making is going to be, but you know, you'd think that the Browns have got to be looking at picking somebody up. Who's the two? My brain's gone. Giants. Giants are a two. Now, are they... Well, you see, I, see, I still think the Giants might trade out of that. Well, they might. Well, the, the, the word is that... The, I, Oh, sorry. I think Buffalo, Buffalo are going to be moving up at some point, and I think their trade up to twelve. Yep. Well, it's basically them just, you know, trying to trying to get as close as they can to pick up the quarterback. So I, I'm not entirely convinced the Jets are 
sitting as pretty as they think they are. Well, I, I heard that they made calls to both the Browns at one and also the Giants at two to see if they could move up to either those two spots. Um, and uh, it was the asking price was too high. Um, well, I agree. Let's be honest, the Giants are not going to do the Jets a favour, are they? No, but I'm hearing <laughs> I'm hearing the Bills are also as you as you say are making having conversations with both the Browns and the Giants. Um, and also the Cardinals are in play at, to go up to number two. I don't think they've got enough to go up to number one, but two could be an option. So there are two teams that are looking looking there, which I think is why I'm, I'm my view on it is the Jets must be comfortable with three quarterbacks. That's, in my opinion, got to be Allen, Darnold, or Rosen, whoever's there at one, two, and three. Or Mayfield. I don't think it is Mayfield. I think at that point it's going to be one I of those three. I don't think you move up to three for Mayfield. I think they could have stayed at, where were they, six, seven? Six. Yeah, I think they could have stayed at six if they wanted Mayfield. I think there's too many teams that need a quarterback. As we always see, is is if one goes, there's suddenly ha- there's suddenly a run on them. So um, I think they, you know, if, if if you really believe he's your guy, you don't want to sit at six and hope that no one goes up. So I like the move. I like them being aggressive, but mm-hmm. they need to understand they might not get the one you want. The Which, one they that's want. the really interesting thing for me is that you must have at least three then quarterbacks you're willing to take. Yep. But that's what the the Eagles did. They went up to two. Yeah, they knew they were going to get the other one. Yeah, they were going to get one or the other. Mm-hmm. So you, there are, you can be sold on more than one person. Um, you know, and, and Goff and Wentz have both panned out pretty well so far. So um, it does happen where you can uh, you can be sold on more more than one guy. It's just all these quarterbacks. They've all got advantages and disadvantages. And you ask, there's very little consensus this year about who is the number one quarterback in this draft class. There are just too many of them. Yeah, I think they've all got. There's there's different things. I think. The lowest floor is probably Sam Darnold. I think he's he's the guy that I think looks like the most pro quarterback right this second. I don't think... It's the highest floor, you mean, then? Um, yeah, highest floor, sorry. The highest floor is Darnold, um, but I don't think he necessarily has the highest ceiling. Um, I think that that's Allen, I think, just with his... <laughs> just he's his, so inconsistent just on his throws. Just his physical tools. Um, you know, I'd like to see him actually throw to people that can catch, because he's not had that the whole time through college. Mm. Um, you know, and there's question marks about Rosen's desire. So he's um, he's got some zip. He, he really impressed in his pro day, which I don't think he did. Certainly from my perspective at, at the combine, he, he I expected him to look the best thrower, um, whereas I thought Allen did. Um, so uh, yeah, I think Darnold's probably the consensus number one if you were to ask most people. But um, you know, there are pros and cons behind each one of them. It's interesting. It's a real interesting move. I, I I quite like the fact that they've been aggressive and gone up gone up there. And this is what I said last week with the Colts. I said I would imagine the Colts will trade out of that pick, but they're not trading outside the top ten because they they need talent. Yeah. At some point, they need to add talent, so they needed a top ten pick, and they've managed to do that. One thing they don't and have on there, two, they don't two. have a lot of talent on that roster. No, they don't. But they've got now got a, another three second round picks and still got a top ten pick. And mm. if you think three, of the, well, top the, inter- 10, the interest the interesting thing for me with the Colts now is that. I think with all these quarterback needy teams moving up, Saquon Barkley could fall to him at six. I don't think he gets past four. If he's still there, the Browns are going to take him. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think they'll take Darnold one now, and I think that they'll take um, Barkley at, at four, if he's there. If he's there, that is. Yeah, There's might... a genuine risk the, the Giants don't trade out and they take him at two. They'll take Barkley at two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't see that happening. I I can see the Giants trading out to the Bills. I think the Bills will offer the, the entire house for the second pick. Yeah, and that's fine. they'll give too much. I can see two scenarios with the Giants. I can see them trading out, and I can also see them sitting there and taking Eli's uh, replacement. 
Yeah, I think that's. I think they're going to do what what the um, the Cowboys talked about a couple of years ago. When in the end they they um, you know they stumbled across Dak Prescott in the third round, but their expectation was they don't they they don't expect to be picking this high again. No, they want to be perennial playoff teams. So when you get an opportunity to pick in the top four picks, uh, you go for a quarterback, especially when you've got an aging quarterback at the moment on your roster. So I think that. Um, I think you're right, Punk. I think that's a legit chance that the, the Giants go, we're not going to be tra- uh, picking here again. We need to get our guy. Mm. Um, and even if they do do a sort of Rodgers-Favre situation, I know I know Rodgers was later in the first round, but... Very late the, in the first the Packers, round. <laughs> the Packers weren't looking at quarterback. He was just no. too good to pass up. So it was um, they didn't think they'd have a chance to get Rodgers. So in this instance, I think that you could, uh, you could I could see them taking someone at two and sitting in behind Manning for one, two seasons. Yeah, that that would make sense to me. To be honest, I think I think you're better off sitting someone for a couple of years. I mean, we've seen so many you know, first round busts in the last ten, ten, fifteen years or so that mm. sitting someone seems to me to be the sensible option. Yeah, I think you look at Jared Goff, like his his play first year to second year. I think actually him not playing for a while really helped him. Um, you know, I know Wentz came in and did really well, and I think Mahomes. That's gonna. We'll see this season, but I think that will help him sitting behind Smith because he's not the most exciting guy, but he is. He is, you know, he's he's perfect off the field. Never causes any trouble. He's a guy that all his teammates talk about how good mm-hmm. he is in the in, you know in the film room studying. He's there early. Does all this sort of stuff. I think that really helps the development, especially when they come out of spread systems. Ninety percent of them now, so it's um it's not an easy transition into the pros. It does help to learn the playbook, doesn't it? But if you're good enough, look at the people that went straight in. Like you said, Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, Matt Stafford. If you if you're good enough, yeah. you can go straight in. You don't have to sit behind for several years. No, but you, you don't have to. But I think it helps. I really do think it helps, especially the way college teams play now compared to NFL teams. I think it's so spread, and so many of the quarterbacks are running quarterbacks that you know half of them don't have much of a playbook to learn so no. I think I think in this day and age you almost have to sit a quarterback at least for a year I mean look at Kaiser yeah Kaiser, Kaiser's come out and they're bombing him out already you know if he'd sat for two years and just learned how to be a quarterback would that have happened I'm not convinced it would yeah I agree he had all the tools didn't he Physic, you know he um what was frustrating frustrating with him was it was just those terrible mistakes uh, at the end of games, silly interceptions. Whereas you think with some maturity and learning from someone else, maybe you can iron out some of those creases. But it's um, you know, the guys you mentioned, Jim, as well. Yeah, Stafford, Georgia run almost a pro system, so he came out straight away and he was actually ready. You look at the other guys that are, as uh, as Punk said, more running run first quarterbacks. The Carolina Panthers completely changed their offense when Cam Newton came in to a sort of a, a spread system, a, a run pass option system. Um, you know, when you look at other guys like Wentz, who came in straight away and did well, Wentz was a legit thrower. He's a big pocket passer, um, but they still had some, you know, had some trick plays in the in in the locker. Whereas you don't see Breeze or you know <laughs> Rivers or Roethlisberger running these trick plays. It's because they're established, and mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, they you, they can go in straight away, but I do think you need to adapt your playbook because of that. Okay. Um, it's only the sort of pro style guys, which frankly there's 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 not many of these days coming out of college, but it's um it's whether you're willing to adapt as an offensive coordinator um, or not. But I think I think it helps seeing them because a lot of these Fair guys enough. don't play many games. Look at Trubisky last year; he had eight starts in college. He was supposed to sit the entire year, wasn't yeah. he? As well, 
That's just Glennon's fault. Yeah, Glenn, yeah, Glennon was appalling. But <laughs> I, um, I'm intrigued to see what the the, the Jets end up with because the the Giants now now that the um, the Jets have gone up, the Giants are going to be absolutely shopping this, mm-hmm. and I don't mean shopping it to try and get a little deal. They are going to be. It's going to cost a king's ransom to go up to number two now. Yeah. Um, and depending on how far far back these teams are, I think the Browns could be an option at four. Uh, sorry, at one. Um. You know, all four, depending if uh, if the Giants take one of those quarterbacks. So it's be really well, interesting. Who needs quarterbacks? Because there's really five teams, aren't there? It's, it's the Jets, the Browns, the Bills, the Cardinals, and I'd even say the Broncos. Yeah. We'll all be looking for a quarterback, and then you could throw in the Giants in there as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, someone's missing out. Well, there are teams that are desperate for a quarterback, and there are teams that also will need a quarterback. You look last year, the, the Chiefs didn't need a quarterback, but they went up and got Mahomes. You know, there are going to be teams that will make a leap if they think they've got a franchise quarterback waiting there. Yeah, I, I think you can chuck the Chargers. I think you can chuck... You can chuck a hard, at least I a think, third of the league. I think the Chargers, the Steelers, and the Saints... The Jags? The, yeah, the Jags even. But the, those three, with all got ageing quarterbacks, could all be in a market if, if someone <laughs> slips. Like Baker Mayfield... I've seen a couple of mock drafts with Lamar Jackson going to the Steelers yeah. back end of the first round. I'd throw the Dolphins in there as well. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Absolutely, absolutely. There are so many teams that need, still want another quarterback mm. in, their, in their room. Yeah, I'm going to start. So. I'm going to start ch- chucking the pigskin outside now. <laughs> Get my name into the mix. It couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. If uh, Sam Bradford's getting 15 mil from this year, then uh, uh, anyone's got a chance. I'll take half of that. <laughs> No. We, let's, uh, I think that's a good move though for the the Jets overall. Do you think three three twos to move up three spots though is is good business or not? Yeah, I think the fact they've still kept their first rounder next year is yeah good, good bit of business. They didn't give up next year's first round pick, so no. If they had they had two second round picks, one of them was the Sheldon Richardson trade. So if you think you're getting the quarterback of the future, then yeah, a couple of second rounders. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Not the end of the world, is it? I agree. They haven't drafted the quarterback since Mark Sanchez in 2009, and that was the last offensive player they drafted in the first round. So yeah, they need to draft an offensive player. I'm scared to draft quarterbacks after that, though, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't even think he's the worst. That's the problem. Got Hackenberg after that. and Hackenberg, yeah. Hackenberg, Bryce Petty, Petty. Geno Smith. Yeah. Yeah, they've had some, uh, they've had some monsters. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a murderer's row of bad quarterbacks oh, since t- Namath, really. It's been terrible. <laughs> Chad Paddington was good. It was all right. Let's move on then, shall we? So that's the the draft news that's mm-hmm. happened. But of course, there are other signings going on. And our talk on Thursday, we talked about a lot of uh, Patriots leaving the building. So they've obviously restocked a couple. First off, Jeremy Hill, the Bengals' second round pick in 2014, is moving to New England. He decided to have season-ending surgery mid-season, which of course didn't uh, didn't please Marvin Lewis. But of course. It was all moving to this point, wasn't it? He had the surgery then, so he would be available now to go to another team, and it's worked out for him. Yeah. Dion Lewis out. Jeremy Hill in. Hmm. Yeah. What do we reckon? Because he's been declining in his production over the last couple of years. Well, he's, I don't know if it's declining. He's just really inconsistent. He's he he's either really really good or really bad. One thing I don't like about him is he celebrates when his team are twenty points down when he scores a <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, but this is one of those typical Patriots moves, isn't it? It's it's that player that everyone thinks is isn't going to do a lot, isn't going to be all that, and then the next thing you know is you know they're winning a Super Bowl with him. <laughs> yeah, he's um, 
he's one of those guys that will probably fit their system reasonably well. He's versatile at the backfield. He's a decent catcher of the ball. Um, he's not going to get tons of touches there. They never do. Um, no, it's always a committee, isn't it? But it's um, yeah. I think he um, he had some some sort of high end value. Like you said, he was a second round pick not 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 so long ago. So it's um, it's rare for them to actually get a running back who's taken that high. You know, Blunt was an un- uh, undrafted free agent. Lewis was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a direct replacement, isn't he, for Dion Lewis? Yeah. So, you know, Lewis goes to the Titans for a, a you know, four-year, $20 million or whatever, and, and they go, well, who's similar in style and play and will fit and we can get reasonably cheap? There you go. Yeah. They've re-signed uh, Rex Burkhead as well this, this week. He was, he was amazing for them. So basically, they've got the Bengals backfield from about three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They've got two Bengals yeah. in the backfield, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when the Bengals had a really good running back tandem. Yeah, all right. Um, the other person they've picked up is Adrian Claiborne from the Falcons. Yep. Uh, hearing it's a two-year, $12 million deal to send one of the best edge rushers last year to New England. Uh, nine and a half sacks last year, but six of them came against the Cowboys in week 10, so a little bit of a pinch of salt on the amount of sacks he's got there. Yeah, he's... Um, Still. Former, again, former first-round pick um, by the Buccaneers, I believe. Mm. Um, you know, did well with the Falcons last year, as you say. It was heavily weighted towards one game, but he's um, yeah, he's just one of those guys. He's he's just he's never going to get you tons and tons of production, but he's um, he's real solid, good pedigree, technique. Um, yeah, there was question marks coming out because um, he suffers from a, an illness where it makes one of his arms shorter than the other one. Um, so there was some uh, some question marks there, but it's just a typical Patriots move. Someone who uh, you know is maligned by other teams, but is. Uh, you know they'll go out and 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 utilize him in in these blitz packages and you know similar to what they did with uh, Chris Long was it uh, two years ago? Yeah, I think sort of someone who's an aging veteran who's just willing to you know put in work. So I think that's a solid move for him. Hmm. Yeah. Next one then is Michael Crabtree going to the Ravens. So in Crabtree going to the Ravens, a three a three year deal worth twenty one million, including eleven guaranteed. This means I've got to roll back one of the bits of news we did on Thursday, King, because Ryan Grant, who we <laughs> said had been signed, mm-hmm. now isn't signed because they failed a medical, in air quotes. Uh, they claimed an ankle injury has stopped the transaction from going through. Okay, and they got Michael Crabtree. Super shady, yeah. Yeah. They sign Ryan Grant, Crabtree becomes available, sign Crabtree, don't sign Grant. Okay, fair enough. Sounds like a typical NFL move. Yeah. <laughs> typical Baltimore move. Oh, Let's you, have why it. do you hate them so much? They're in my division. You're supposed to not like them. No, right? you just like football, mate. <laughs> um, I know you two love each other, your Chargers and Oakland Raiders. But, uh, you know, got, I don't love, like the Ravens. The Raiders, yeah. I don't like the Bengals and I like the Browns. You know, if the Browns start coming up with other stuff, I'll defend them. Let's be honest, the Chargers are probably the most inoffensive team in the entire NFL. So how can you hate them? <laughs> yeah, we, they did do a stat about two years ago of arrests in the NFL and the Chargers were bottom. In the whole NFL, we had the least amount of arrests. <laughs> we are just not aggressive. We are not aggressive at all. You absolutely are. Um, anyway, going back to this, um, I think Michael Crabtree is going to fall off a cliff in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Yes. He so did, do I. He didn't run a 40 at the Combine because he wasn't very quick. <laughs> and that was when he was coming out of college. College, yeah. <laughs> at some point, he's going to lose all of his speed, which he isn't that fast anyway. Mm. He's also a pain in the arse and worries about necklaces more than football. So I wouldn't have him on my team. 
that's that's the one thing that will have wound Gruden up enough to say get rid of him straight away is is that attitude of you know because he's not quick enough all right he's catching a few touchdowns but he still thinks he's the big eye out and just ends up getting in fights over necklaces and stuff and all the rest of it so I think Gruden's just gone well you know what off you go I see I, I don't know how you feel about him punk um obviously being a Raiders fan but from my perspective it's I, I don't want those players on my team. I don't want someone who's bigger than the game. I want I want someone who plays team football. Do you, do you agree being a Raiders fan? Did that frustrate you last year? It, it, I appreciate what Crabtree has done for us. Um, he came in at a time where Carr's coming in as a, a rookie quarterback, really, and has been kind of his, his safety blanket, especially down in the red zone. Yeah, but I agree. I, th- I think I think one of the problems we had last year was that team unity had gone a bit that we had from the previous season. Now, whether that's you know, down to Crabtree and one or two on the offensive line that, that you know the stories were coming out and there was people playing up and all the rest of it, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I got this feeling like you that he's going to drop off a cliff. I think, I think Crabtree's He's he's kind of done his time to be honest, and and now he's just going to kind of bum around the league for two or three years until everyone kind of figures out that actually he's not going to help your team. Well, as a Steelers fan, I'm very happy to hear that that he's going to the Ravens just in time. Excellent. Let's go on to the next one then, because there's another Washington Redskin that failed a physical and had his contract voided, and that's Bashard Breland. Uh, Carolina pulled its three-year, twenty-four million dollar contract. Uh, on Friday, after the former Clemson standout failed his physical due to a foot infection. No, oh. so a, that's a real shame for him because he had a yeah. really good year for the Redskins last year. Yeah, and they have that means they still have to replace Daryl Worley, who they traded to yes. Philly. Yes, so they are short at the cornerback position. They are. Uh, let's talk about a big deal then. Vinny Curry, who got released by the Eagles, has been picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a three-year, twenty-seven million deal with eleven point five guaranteed. He was released after six years in Philly be- uh, before the five million guarantee and his nine million base salary kicked in. So that's the timing explained. Yeah, well, that makes sense from a cap perspective. They took Barnett last year, so mm-hmm. they've, and they've just picked up Bennett and and Natter, So yeah, so they've got they've got line support there. They didn't need him. Um, you know, they've done a job to get him off the off the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a solid pickup. You know, you match him up with. Uh, McCoy, who's you know just a perennial pro yeah. defensive tackle, and um, just to solidify that line even more. So I think it's kind of a deal that's, that suits. Again, it's kind of been the theme of free agency this year. Actually, it's just deals that suit both parties, both the player and the team. So, hmm. um, and even his previous team in this instance. Yeah. Yeah, I think Curry's Curry's useful. He's a good pickup. Um, he can definitely pressure the cornerback. So you know, it doesn't have huge sack numbers, but. I think, I think, yeah, he can do a job for Tampa, definitely. Yeah, it's a good move, I think, overall, yeah, both of them. And the Bucks have been busy because they've also signed Ryan Jensen to a four-year, $42 million deal with $22 million guaranteed for the former Ravens centre. Uh, he was a sixth-round pick for the Ravens in 2013, but he had a great season last time, played every, uh, played every game, and was very solid. Yeah, it's the centre. I've got yeah. not a lot to say. <laughs> I think uh, PFF had him in the top five centres for, oh, cool. well, for the season. So. At, he's obviously good at snaps then, so that's, well, that's he's, important. He's earned his money, so yeah, good for him. he's got to keep it now. Good for him. Yeah. So the Bucks do need to sort out the line as well, because they need all the help they can get. Well, yeah, when uh, Doug Martin came back, he was averaging about three yards a carry, or two and a half yards a carry, so mm-hmm. 
they definitely need some support on the line because that's not all. A lot of that's down to the, you know, put a line the line position rather than the actual running back. I think Martin's a good player. Yeah. And the other thing with Jensen is, of course, he's, he doesn't get injured a lot. He he, he does play all, all 16 games in a season. So I think from that point of view, the Bucks, Bucks, Bucks have actually done pretty well in free agency, I think. So they, they picked up, uh, uh, was it Brent Grimes as well? Yeah, they, re- yeah. they re-signed Grimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think they've, they've, they've made a few moves that, that certainly helped them out. Yeah, I think that was, um, you know, you expect one of those sort of veteran corners to go somewhere to try and win a championship. So it was a good sign that Grimes stayed with them. Um, you know, following, a, a, again, just a, a couple of quiet, quietly really good seasons. Um, you know, especially when Hargraves, or, you know, despite having a good rookie year, struggled last year. So I think having having Grimes to show him the ropes some more is uh, is going to be sort of imperative for his development as well. So it kind of works on both levels. Hmm. Yeah, well done, Bucks. You've done all right there. There's a lot of money, but you've done all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big deal was uh, Carl Fuller. He's re-signed with the Bears. Yep. Uh, after the Bears matched the Packers' offer sheet on a four-year, $56 million deal with 18 guaranteed. He was the 14th pick in the 2014 draft. He missed the entire 2016 season with a knee injury, mm-hmm. which then put him on the transition tag for last season, which put him in this perfect position now to pick up a big deal. Yep. Now, because... They weren't sure what he was going to do last season. Came back, had a great season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He's getting paid. He is getting paid. He's getting paid like a top five corner. Um, well, he, he did lead the league in passes defence last year. So, you know, there is there is something there to say he should be getting paid. Yeah, I agree. There's a top five corner. I agree. And I like the fact that, you know, the, the Bears have stuck with him because he struggled the first two seasons. He, frankly, didn't look worthy of the first round pick, let alone a top 15. So... Um, the fact he's come back and you know that 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 to me shows heart and desire. So I'm uh, I'm pleased he's staying there. They've um, you know, and I'm pleased he's getting the money he's getting. He's being paid. So yeah, good for them. Yeah, very good cornerback. Uh, next up, Detroit Lions have taken mm-hmm. Legarrette Blunt on a one-year deal, four and a half million for the 31-year-old. Matt Patricia knows all about how difficult it is to stop Blunt when he's on form. Yeah, all that guy does is win Super Bowls. <laughs> all well, that, all that guy does is win Super Bowls. That's it. Except, and when, he, except, when, he's, except when he wasn't with, when he was with the Steelers, but he then won a Super Bowl with the uh, Patriots that year, so that, <laughs> that I'm sure was fine. But um, anyway, I've, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, yeah no, but you have. Fine. Yeah, just, <laughs> fine. Any, any way of he's staring a, it to annoy me? Isn't he's it? a 31 year old <laughs> running back who ca- has, who carries until the postseason. So. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he gone? The Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he won't Patricia. be in the, he won't be in a Super Bowl this year, so that's fine. He's breaking trends. Yeah. What do you reckon, Pope? He do you just has to hope that Stafford can get into the playoffs first, doesn't he? But... Yeah, this is it. That's a big if. It's a hard division now. They've got two two teams that want to be in there every time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think all of them want to be there every well, time. They want to be, but two of them have a good chance of getting <laughs> yeah, yeah. there every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about a retirement quickly. Danny Woodhead. After a 10-year career, Danny Woodhead is retiring from the NFL he played for the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Ravens. He's moving back to Hobbiton uh, to see out the rest of his days. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> well, you know, he had problems with injuries. He did. It's a shame because he'd end. have been great. Do you remember where he was drafted out of? It's a horrible, horrible one. No. I'd, I'd be 
Super shocked if you knew who it was. No, I don't. It's Chadron State. Oh, no, I don't. Know. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a place. No, it is a place, apparently. Uh, yeah. But a good, good career. Yeah, very good career. Part. Very good career. Made the most of what he had, considering he's only at four foot ten. Yeah, no, he did well. He did well. Good for him. Mm. Good for him. He's made his money. He's out. Yeah, made his money. He's done his job. Off he goes. Yeah, fair enough. Congratulations, Danny with Yeah, absolutely. Either. Great career. And wish you all the best moving forwards. Uh, the news today was that uh, the Colts have cut Sheldon Rankins. The Colts? Hmm. Have they? Yeah. Okay. Why? Does Do we know why? <laughs> well, they signed him to a three-year, $27 million contract last off-season. Um, but this cut will save more than $8.5 million against the cap with no dead money after cutting ties with him. The 26-year-old spent the first four years of career with the Giants after they selected him in the second round of the 2013 draft uh, out of Ohio State. But um, new Colts head coach Frank Reich is switching from a 3-4 defense to a 4-3, and so rankings won't really fit in that scheme. So okay. they're moving him now. Okay. While they can still save a load of money on him. Okay. That makes sense. Are we yeah. sure it's Sheldon Rankins? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Sheldon Rankins is the defensive tackle for the new uh, New Orleans Saints. Are we sure it's Sheldon Who Rankins? Who is it then? I don't know, but it's not Sheldon Rankins. <laughs> it's not because that's what alright so who really? is it Sheldon Rankins got drafted <laughs> from Louisville last year or two years ago so who are you talking about Jim I don't know no one knows I thought you were supposed to tell you me you're making up players now aren't you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I promise there's someone got cancelled oh you're going to ruin it now I've, d- I've not ruined it you're supposed to tell me what I'm doing wrong <laughs> Hankins there we go. Not Rankins. Jonathan, <laughs> damn it, it's Jonathan Hankins. All right, Jonathan Hankins. I knew there was a Sheldon Rankins, and yeah. there's also Jonathan, that's his cousin, Jonathan Hankins. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for telling me. That's fine. I do Actually, if we're talking about mistakes, yeah. on last podcast, yeah. you said that the Cleveland, no, the Carolina Panthers were missing Josh Gordon, where you meant Josh Norman. I did mean that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for pointing Because I was too busy looking at what I was doing, I didn't hear what you said, and yeah. I didn't pick it up. So. Yeah. All right, we're both wrong. Those two sound super similar. Jonathan Hankins. Sheldon <laughs> Rankins is fine, um, in case anyone tells him that he's lost his contract. <laughs> he's on the phone to his agent <laughs> yeah, right now. I've just heard. <laughs> How have I been cut by the Colts? I play for the Saints. Yeah, Jonathan Hankins has been cut. Okay. God, dear. Well, I don't, I, that's not as big a loss as Sheldon Rankins, but that's still big news. <laughs> Can we please talk about Jonathan Rankins for a minute, all right? He's done. Really, he's a really good defensive tackle Yeah, for the Colts. Doesn't seem like it's his fault, but they just want to change schemes. Strange, yeah. Like he's had a mare. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he'll get picked up soon enough, I oh, guess. Oh, for so. sure. For sure. Probably by the Saints. Yeah, so I want to pick him up. Yeah. Okay. And the Saints can have Hankins and Rankins. <laughs> that, of course, the real Save problem. me a job. Save me a <laughs> job. All right, let's take a break. Go. Let's take a break. I'm going to see if I can find anyone else I can misname. Yeah. And uh, let's come back and talk about the West teams, okay? Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the free agency catch-up show. And also, now we've caught up with the free agency, we're going to start talking about the Western divisions. And we're joined by the third amigo, Punk Raider, He's on the sky. That'd be me then. That's on you. That's you. 
And you're here, punk. Well, not only because we want you here all the time, but also because we are talking about the West. And if we start with the AFC West, there are four teams in that division. One of them you love. One of them you like a lot because you keep talking about it with King. <laughs> <laughs> and the other two you really don't like. So, how if about. If you really want me there all the time, then, you know, you're going to have to up the guaranteed money, aren't you? So. <laughs> You've got a lot of injury concerns. And we're, we're worried about putting that money down. You don't think I'm going to pass my bleed test. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, it's only fair weather as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, any any sign of a sprinkling of, of snow and you're out. So. <laughs> We don't, we, play, we don't play in the dome. We don't play in the dome here, Kapunk. You've got, you got to be outside, mate. <laughs> let's, have, let's talk about those Oakland Raiders then. Because it wasn't a good year. They went 6-10. and 10. Last year they were 12-4 and four and they got the fifth seed. So six more losses this year than they did the year before. Um, any original, any, well, initial thoughts there, Punk, on the season and why it went so wrong? Two big issues, really. Um... Defensive backs were absolute gash. Um, <laughs> That's the official term. And the uh, and the offense just wasn't anywhere near as explosive. It was just very very mediocre play calling, and you know it it just wasn't very interesting to watch or or difficult to defend against. So I think that's the two main areas where our problems stem from last year. I think you. Um, I think the other thing that's that's a glaring weakness. I think from my perspective is is your linebackers. You've got you know up front you're pretty decent, but your linebackers are atrocious, especially inside. So I think that you need to address that in the draft. Uh, absolutely, and I I do think our number one pick will be a middle linebacker. Um, if it's not, then we've got to have something sneaky in the pipeline somewhere because, um, like you said, it's it's a massive area of need, but. You know, we just about managed to get by, but the defensive backs last year were just off the charts terrible. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, you know, I fully understand why we've got rid of Sean Smith. And you didn't get rid of Sean Smith. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean Smith did the job for you. Well, you, you say potato, I say potato. <laughs> <laughs> the boy was arrested, punk. He's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's not normally, you know, uh, uh, necessarily a, 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 a be-all, end-all for the Raiders, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, it's a prerequisite, isn't it? We've had some, some players with colourful pasts and futures previously, so, mm-hmm. you know, but um, yeah, uh, one of many that really should just be chopped and and, and, and thrown on the heat, really. Do we think that Vegas was a distraction? No, I don't think Vegas is a distraction at all. I think Vegas, uh, after the initial kind of, oh my God, we're actually moving to Vegas, uh, we don't like this. I think everyone just kind of knuckles down and gets on with it, don't they? Um, you got to remember, I mean, Vegas is what, two years away yet? So, I don't it's think supposed to be in the next year, it's a it? distraction last season. I just think it was, it was poor coaching, to be honest. Ooh. Yeah, you need um, you need your cornerbacks to set up uh, to sort of step up really because you look at the the players you've got. You've got Conley was a first round pick last year. Mm-hmm. You've colourful past. Yeah, you've got Joseph who was a first round pick this previous season, and um, Obi Melafonwu who was a second round pick last mm-hmm. year. You know you've invested heavily in the draft in in that defensive back area. So 
um, at some point that needs that needs to pay I off. Think it's, get, it's getting them to play together, though, isn't it? I mean, with it, with injuries last year to to Conley and Obafemi, then I think we're um, we struggled to get any continuity in there, and and it was just a lot of you know in one week out for four, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think I think if you can get people fit and healthy, that will help. But yeah. No, I agree. I mean, you know, we have spent a lot of draft, early draft picks on on defensive backs in the last few years, and and you know, there's not a huge amount of them that have worked out. No, it's interesting as well. Um, the, sort of the guys we mentioned there. I, I watched an interview with uh, John Gruden from a few weeks ago. Um, you know, and he, and he's put the onus on those guys straight away. He said, you know, we've invested high draft picks on on Melifon Wu and and Conley and Joseph and I I need them to step up they need to be key guys in the locker room um mm-hmm. and especially on the field so I thought that actually as a move from a head coach you know we we know what Gruden's like he he has a tendency to galvanize units and you know you can't help but be more pumped about football when he's your coach because you can't be less pumped than your coach but it's um well, you know, Gruden, I think, that's I think the fact he's put onus on those young players way, he will jump on Absolutely I think this is going to help their development or if not, they'll be out the door. He's not. He's quick to pull a trigger. That's wild, man. That's wild. I think. Oh, looking back for the last season, their best win was a forty-five to twenty win at home to the Jets in week two. And, no, it wasn't. Well, go on. And what was it, Punk? Best win was the uh, last second win against the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> when we had to replay <laughs> the final play four times because of penalties. Yeah, but that was to give it to you. That was the best win. That was the best win. <laughs> wasn't the most convincing, was it? Forty-five. You never got close to forty-five. <laughs> anyway, so most points isn't necessarily the best win. Would you not rather win one nil? Well, it's subjective. Than... It's subjective. Huh? It's subjective, then, isn't it? Yeah. All right. And when your worst loss, you're going to argue this one as well. A thirty-four to fourteen loss at home to the Bills in Week Eight. Oh. Give me a worse game. I, I, I've kind of wiped a lot of the losses from my memory, but I think <laughs> there, there, there probably is a worse one. Um, oh, the Patriots in, in Mexico wasn't great. Oh, we were shambolic that day, to be fair. <laughs> Your MVP, well, I'm going with Khalil Mack. It wasn't easy to pick anyone, really, for that team. But uh... Uh, No one was great. No one really stood out. Yeah, I mean, Mack's always a game changer. Nothing's going to change there, is it? But um, yeah, on the whole, yeah, it was nice. It was nice having Beast Mode back. Beast Mode gave us a few moments. Yeah, mostly on the sideline more than anything else. <laughs> hey, hey, who can't dance when you when you're up by twenty one? You know, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Life we, in the sideline. We've never been up twenty one, so I don't know. <laughs> it's not called the No Fun League for no reason, you know. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, your other favourite team in the league, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they got the four yeah. seed this year, so they finished with a ten and six record. But of course, that was worse than last season, where they finished twelve and four. So yep. two games worse. They still got the four seed. And my initial thoughts about the Chiefs were they got everything they deserved from last season, in that they stuck with Alex Smith, which means you're going to get to the postseason and not much else. Yeah, but that's because you are... Yeah, but the Chiefs got found out, didn't they, during the season? Because all they were doing was using Hunt and Hill. And mm-hmm. as soon as you shut them down, they didn't really have a lot else apart from the defence. So they went on that slide, didn't they? Of kind of 
four games where they just couldn't do anything. They've got Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but that was that was the only thing they had when Hill and Hunt went away. I remember one game, it's 10 completions in a row or something like that to Travis Kelsey, which is great, but mm-hmm. it's not going to win you a game. <laughs> Maybe win you 10, but no more than that. But am I wrong? Am I wrong that they shouldn't have stuck with Alex Smith? No, I think you are wrong. Go on then, why? Because I don't think Mahomes would have done any better. That's now three no, losses at home in the postseason. You're a Mahomes rider, so that's... Absolutely. That is... Why you think that? No, I think Smith was the right decision last year. We touched on earlier, in relative detail, how important it is for players to sit out. And actually, he came from the spreadiest of spread systems I've ever seen at college, and also never ran a play despite being told what they were. He just freelanced the whole thing. So I think that from that perspective, he needed to sit behind Captain Vanilla and learn the ropes. And he came in, and he did pretty well in the well, last I game. I think you love Mahomes so much that I think you might actually switch from being a Steelers fan to a Chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got not, such not a big arm, that. and he sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I can't wait to prove all of you wrong when he starts slanging it. When he gets, season. F- when he, yeah, when he throws four interceptions a game and when they only win six. Four a season. Say, pick six is everywhere. <laughs> We're looking at the next yeah, Brett Favre Hopkins here, people. Is a receiver. Next Brett Favre. Do you reckon? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take the interceptions. It's been, like I said. You I were saying it, that about Garoppolo last season. Yeah, am I wrong? Garoppolo's the next well, Brady. Not, That's not the difference. Favre. <laughs> Garoppolo's yeah, the next Brady. Yeah, exactly. He's actually the GOAT. Yeah. I didn't say that Garoppolo was the next Brett Favre. Whereas Mahomes, Mahomes is going to be super entertaining, but yeah. maybe only win one championship. I said it before he was drafted. He's going to be the most entertaining person to watch. He won't, won't win you every game, but it'll no. be so entertaining to watch. No. Odell Beckham's the most entertaining player in the league. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he is. He rubs people up the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, he is. He's the most the entertaining player. The Chiefs are not going not to do anything next year anyway, because they've just let too many pieces of their defense go. So. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> They're old. That team is old they haven't re-signed Derek Johnson yeah they let Dontari Poe go Tamba Harley yeah gone yeah Derek Johnson's gone yeah Houston went about three years ago he's <laughs> still there <laughs> Peters is gone yeah they got rid of Peters that's a weird one <laughs> that's a weird one doesn't matter though doesn't matter because uh, offence will be scoring too many points what? Make a difference. What with Sammy Watkins in it, yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> Give me a bit of Sammy W. <laughs> he's Sammy Watkins is a good player. Let's say then that the best result they had last yeah, season. He's been cut by both yeah. teams he's played for. This is true. He, they overpaid for Sammy Watkins. That's blatantly obvious. I reckon the best result they had last year was the forty two to twenty seven win against the Patriots in week one. Yeah, I th- would Hard agree. Hard to argue with that one. Yeah. Worst result was a twenty one to nine loss at the Giants in week eleven. Yeah, it's a tough one. Ugh. Ugh. Those Giants were not good. No, they're not. I think I remember laughing when that one came through. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Alex Smith just failing and failing and failing. Get off Alex Smith. Off. In the first downs. What? Get, get off Alex Smith. Well, he's at Washington now, so don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And uh, MVP had to be Kareem Hunt, I think, for the season. Yeah. When they, when they fed him, they won games. They went away from him in the mid-season. You saw his production go off. They didn't go away from him. They did. Figured out that's what they were doing and stopped him. No, because when they went back to him, he started winning again. Come on, punk. 
Yeah, I don't know. Trey Hunt was legit great last season. Andy Smith hates running backs. Does Andy Reid even? My bad. I'd have made two mistakes back to back. Andy <laughs> Reid. Andy Reid hates running backs. Mm. Um. Yeah. All right. I don't. Oh yeah. I don't know. They're all right. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't really know. Season they're not. Them. They're not like the Raiders. Who I had expectations of them getting to the Super Bowl last yes. year. So I, th- that's something controversial for us to chat about for a while, especially when Punk's on. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs just always win about ten games a year. So exactly, it's just a bit boring. I agree, but now, except now, they've not they've they've never got the gonna change. yeah they've got the charges issue where they they never get high draft picks, and now their team's really old. So yeah, I think they're going to be you know I think that I don't think they'll compete this year. I don't. I think I think they're an eight and eight team this year. Yeah, which most teams would be happy with. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like 8-8, eight eight, wouldn't you, Punk? I, I, I'm not taking 8-8 eight eight this year, no. <laughs> no. But you took a 6-10 and ten last year, so... Ooh. Yeah, but that, was, that wasn't in pre-season. In pre-season, I didn't pre-season. take a 6-10. <laughs> You're counting pre-season, pre-season now? I was thinking Super Bowl champion. Yeah, you were as well, yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. The same way you're wrong about that, you're probably wrong about the Chiefs as well, so... Well, yeah, but I mean, the difference this year is that we've got a 2015 fantasy football dream team. You know, with Doug Martin and, and Jordy Nelson. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're <laughs> going to smash that 2015 season. Just need a DeLorean now, and everything will be okay. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on then to the Kings team du jour, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Chargers. Why are you laughing? Because you're laughing already. Yeah. Um, they had a great season. Nine and seven after a five and eleven the year before. Mm-hmm. You know the only team in the in the West to actually get a positive record from one season to the next. Plus four, very very good. Yep. Um, and I think the reason is because they're all healthy for once. Yeah, we might we no, might I be think the, the most. The reason was they were playing in a stadium with about five people watching. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, I don't. I, I, if you want me to answer that legitimately, I don't think that was the reason. Um, I think that I yeah we the thing that's frustrating is we've probably got three players on our team who are top five in their position and mm. and but we're not good enough to win anything. <laughs> that's so <laughs> annoying. I think Bose is a top five defensive end outside linebacker, mm-hmm. pass rusher. I think he's top five in the league for sure. Right, Haywood we talked about last week is yep. a top five corner. Yep. And I think the Keenan Allen, when healthy, is a top five wide receiver. Melvin Gordon, not a top five running back. No, no. Top ten, mm, maybe, maybe ten, maybe fifteen. I reckon. I don't mean. Right. I don't mean he's that. I don't. I don't think he is top. Five. I think that's. I think that's fair enough. I'm a fan of that team, and I think. I don't think he's a top five. Very low on the guy. I'm not low on him. I just don't think he's a top five running back. Not top five or top ten. I do. Oh yeah. I, I'm. Right. I'm with. I'm with Punk, but. It is frustrating you when, you've always got, with when you've got loads of uh, when you've got loads of really good players, and then you just uh, you can't don't just never quite seems to click. Mm. Like Tyrell Williams had a really good year season before last, yeah, and then they sort of went away from because Allen was back. I understand that, but still give him targets. He looked like a number one at one point. Mm. Um, you got Gates who's aging, but they keep kept throwing him the ball instead of throwing it to Hunter Henry, who the start of last season looked fantastic. Defensively, we 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 need linebackers and we need defensive tackles because uh, we just get run all over, and that's the main issue we've got. Yeah, 
we lose games because teams rush for 120 yards a game against us. Like that's you're not going to win. So we no. need we need linebacker help, or we need a defensive like a nose tackle to come in. So Vita Vitae, whatever his name is, that's coming out this year is a you know I wouldn't mind seeing him if he's still there. Um, Dominic Sue still out there. Hmm? I'm, I, do you know what? I would not Ooh. be mad with Dominic Sue. I would not be mad with he that. He is at available. Yeah, I'm here in Seahawks though for Sue. I mean, he's what 31, 32, but I think he'll still do a job. I mean, he was doing a decent job in Miami. He was. Depends what people are willing to pay him because he's he's earned over 120 million over his career. I think if someone offers him money that he feels is insulting, I think he actually might retire. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd be happy with Sue. Sue and um, Sue Ingram and Bosa on a defensive line. That's pretty. Crazy. That's pretty. That'd be pretty good. The uh, the best result I had for them was a thirty to ten win at home mm-hmm. um, in the football stadium to the Raiders in week seventeen. In what stadium? The football stadium. All right, is okay. it Sun Life or whatever it's called. I don't even know, mate. It does that when you get a penalty? It goes to the twelve yard line every time. <laughs> um, and the worst result: twenty four to ten loss at home to the Chiefs mm-hmm. in week three. Okay. MVP, Keenan Allen. Allen for coming back. I think he was bounce back player. I think Bosa was still. Bosa was, was he MVP, third was in the, he? third in the league in sacks? So I think. I'm bowing to you on this one. I'm I think, about to. I, yeah, I think punk on the on the Raiders one. I think either um, it's one of three, and it? it's either Allen. It's one of the three guys I mentioned: Allen, Hayward, or Bosa. Okay. They, they all had really good years. Let's go on to everyone's favorite team, then the Denver Broncos. Uh, they finished bottom of the division. Yeah, five and eleven uh, finishing result. Mm-hmm. Last season they were nine and seven, mm-hmm. so minus four in the win loss column from mm-hmm. year to year. Um, I guess they're going to have to take a quarterback, any quarterback. Right now, what are you doing, punk? You seem to be breathing on the microphone quite loudly. Uh, I'm not breathing anywhere loudly. <laughs> You're doing something there. <laughs> are you snorkeling? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm it's just started snowing again here, so. On the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> on the microphone. Get inside, punk. I know we said you could have to stay outside to be on the team, but that's ridiculous. Get inside and now talk to me about the Denver Broncos quarterback situation. <laughs> so he just picked up Case Keenum. I was trying to get a feel for, for, for you know, playing at mile high. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. quite understand what the Broncos have done at quarterbacks, to be honest. Do you like Case Keenum? Bringing, well, Case Keenum's won those players, isn't he? He's had one good year, and now everyone's fawning over it. Yep. I don't get it. I don't get Trevor Simeon for Case Keenum. It's just a like-for-like like switch, really. Ah, oh, he's better than Trevor oh. Simeon. Keenum got to a championship game last year. Yeah. Well, they said in Mark Sanchez back-to-back years. The, the Minneapolis Miracle. <laughs> I, I think no, it, no, I'm not buying Case Keenum at all. Sorry. Oh. I, li- I like no him. No offensive line in front of him. Well, that is a big problem. Yeah, that... Denver Dave constantly talks about that O line in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever quarterback you've got, there's going to have a torrid time. Yeah, he's. Um, I don't mind Keenum. To be fair, he played really well last year. He's been pretty good his whole career. I don't ever thought, never really thought he was a, you know, true starter until last season. But if he can con- continue uh, that play, which is a very big if, but if he can, that's. Uh, I think that's a decent move from him. But it's. Um, yeah, that line is is the problem. They can't run the ball. They need to run it. They're a team that plays defense and and wants to run the ball. And with that line, they can't do it. They took Garrett Bowles in the first round last year at left tackle. Yeah. So if they don't, if they do believe in Keenum, do they take Quentin Nelson at five? If he's there, which he almost certainly will be. Wow. If he's there, 
I think it's going to be running quarterbacks. Wow. So do they Depen- go for quarterbacks? Depends if the, in the Brownie or? Browns go and get him to protect their new number one pick, Sam Darnold, doesn't it? So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would probably go for that for them. Would you go Nelson over a quarterback then for the Broncos? Depends who's there, but yeah, probably based on the ones that are left. Okay, I would say so. I like Nelson as. How uh, about as you, a pick Would you prefer the line or a, a fresh quarterback? You don't believe in Keenan. I think if you're plugging Case Keenum in, what you're going to end up with is after about four games of him getting smacked around with that current line, yep. he's going to start hearing footsteps and revert back to what he was. So, yeah, I mean, even even if you're looking to bring in a quarterback at some point, you need to fix your offensive line first. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's what we did with Derek Carr. Derek mm-hmm. Carr, the first couple of years, had a pretty porous line in front of him, so we spent some money on it, and hey, presto, suddenly we made the playoffs, and, you know, it, it's starting to look better again. So, if I was the Broncos, I'd be going line, because this was a problem last year and the year before, so I don't see how they can avoid it, to be honest. Yeah, I agree, because, you know, it's one thing that being a veteran quarterback, he starts to see shadows. What you don't want to do is put a rookie in there and, and all of a sudden you've completely knocked their confidence and they're not the player that you drafted. So uh, I agree, they've got to address the line if um, if Nelson's still available. Which is still hilariously high for a guard, but I think probably worth it. It is, yeah. And they've already given up Donald Stevenson to the Cleveland Browns at left tackle, so mm-hmm. there's a backup option there for Bowles gone. Yep. And they're not drawing anyone over for it. Jermaine Brock's a cornerback and Case Kim's a quarterback. So yeah, it's a bit slim pickings at the moment for the Broncos. Um, their best win I had was a 42-17 win at home to the Cowboys in week two and their worst loss I had was a 21 to nothing loss at the Chargers in week seven Denver Dave argued with me on that one what did he say I, I think Tim just saying was their loss to the Giants yes that's, that could be it lost to the Giants because the Giants were the Giants last year and uh, they still lost exactly. <laughs> but 21 nothing a blowout is not never fun and especially to a division rival. Yeah, but the charges are amazing. So <laughs> they're amazing in like three games a year. Yeah, they look <laughs> unbeatable. But yeah, it's usually one game against the Chiefs, one game against the Broncos, and one game against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> MVP still for Miller. Has to be, doesn't it? It can't be Paxton Lynch, can it? No. <laughs> I refuse to go back in. <laughs> yeah, has has to be uh, Von Miller. Yeah. Okay, and with that, I think we've just wrapped up the AFC West. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is the AFC West done. There we go. Of course, we just say quickly that Marshall Lynch has just been declared as still playing for the Raiders next season. Mm-hmm. He's given a one million uh, roster bonus. Okay. So. So yeah, there you go, Punk. That Should means be he's staying. <laughs> yeah. What do you feel? Ab- almost uh, sarcastic there. <laughs> no, no, he is. It's, it's, you know, I like it. I like it. He's, Excellent. He's, he's showing the younger younger running backs how to do the job. I like it. <laughs> okay, and let's go on to the NFC West then. Yeah, obviously a lot of moves have happened in the NFC West in free agency. I forgot we were even doing that. Yep. Yeah, we got to the NFC. Let's start with the top of the tree, the LA Rams. Yeah. Crazy. They went from a 4 and 12 mm-hmm. season in 2016 to 11 and 5. They got the 3 seed last year. Um and that's what happens when you exercise Jeff Fisher from your your organization. That is exactly what yeah, happens. Yeah, I second that. Yeah. Look at what a difference. Just the stink had gone out of that that entire franchise. 
Yep. And um, just look at the difference in Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley last year was an absolute animal of a player. And the year before, when he was playing with Fisher, he was coming out saying, you know, we're playing a high school offense and doing <laughs> nothing. Yep. Yeah, it was complete night and day, wasn't it? And yeah, and Sean McVay's come in and, and like second coming. Yeah, he looks ama- he looks amazing, and obviously Goff's improved massive improvements helped them. Because um, he went from looking like the most rookie quarterback I'd ever seen to mm. a, a poised veteran, so that was um, that was pr- pretty impressive. You know, for them to get coach of the year and uh, what else did I think he win? Todd Gurley won something as well. Todd Gurley won offensive. Player of the year, yeah. Yep. Yeah, just just really, really good. And Cooper Cup helped a lot because it meant that the onus wasn't so much on um, Todd Gurley or Jared Goff throwing it to, what, Brian Quick or whoever was up there. Yeah. Tavon Austin. There was actually some some options there to go to. It seemed to work out really well for them. Bit of a shame when they got into the postseason, they just kind of welched out at the end, didn't they? Yeah, they did. didn't really turn up against the Falcons. I I think that's an experience, though. I was a little bit surprised though that they they kept Tavon Austin and and cut Sammy Watkins. To be honest, I thought another year with Watkins and Goff, Watkins might have actually started to produce something. But yeah, Austin's had so many years and so many chances now that I'm amazed he's still there. To be honest, yeah, we signed that big long term deal start of last season, so I think they had to keep him. But yeah, I I, I thought they'd pursue Watkins more than they have done. Um, I think they traded a first round pick for him, so. Uh, I think the expectation they had was they'd be able to retain him, but you know, the, like, as Jim said, the emergence of Cooper Cup maybe they didn't want to pay him the money that they uh, they thought he'd be asking for, mm. especially when they needed cap space to to re-sign Aaron Donald, which I think is why they've got rid of the likes of Ogletree and Robert Quinn. Yes, because Donald's the key course, piece there defensively. Been, they've, they've seriously beefed up that back uh, defensive backfield as well by signing Philly <laughs> and Marcus, Marcus Peters. Peters yeah. yeah. So, it's pretty impressive. I, I, I think LA are pretty scary next year, to be honest. Yeah, I like that. They've made some really good moves. And it's Wade Phillips, isn't it? They, they Akib Tlaib said he was going to go two places, New England for Belichick or wherever Wade Phillips was. Mm-hmm. He was in LA. So mm-hmm. they picked up a premier corner there just because on, on the name recognition of the defensive coordinator. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. He's, um, yeah, he's excellent, Wade Phillips. Best win I had for the Rams last season was a 42-7 to win at Seattle. In week 15. That was pretty... Seattle was still trying hard, and that's an in-division win at yep. Seattle, which is supposed to be a fortress. Yeah, they smashed them. Yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, the worst result for the Rams I had was a 24-7 loss at the Vikings in week 11. Just yeah, it didn't really turn up offensively. No, I think, again, that was um, one of those things where your main weapon is, is pretty obvious. It was always going to be Todd Gurley, and mm-hmm. you're playing against a Vikings team that have just got excellent... Excellent line. They've essentially played with four linebackers because Smith loads the box as well. So it just, uh, yeah, they just completely nullified the uh, the Rams' offense. Yeah, MVP Todd Gurley for me last season. He really came back and dominated the division. Yeah, I thought he could have been MVP of the league. So yeah, I agree with that. Let's move on then to the second place team. Mm-hmm. Unless you you got anything else to say on that one, Punk? No, no, no. I just. Saying I agree with Gurley, but he could very easily have been MVP last year. Excellent. Or defensive. You could have gone with Aaron Donald, obviously. (laughs) Which is who I would have gone with. Let's move on to Seattle before you get into your Aaron Donald love too much. (laughs) Seattle Seahawks, it was a 9-7 season. The year before, it was Mm 10-5-1. They got the third seed, but of course, no playoffs for them this year. Um, 
Yeah. This is a, a weird one for the Seahawks. It feels like we were watching the, the fall of Rome and it's only just been confirmed through free agency and all the players they've let go. They've completely decimated that Legion of Boom. Yep. yep. And it looks like they're turning the keys over to Russell Wilson and a much cheaper offence. Yeah. And if they're going to do that, they really need to fix that offensive line. Yeah, they do. Because that was the problem last year. I think, I think Wilson might have been maybe one or two as far as quarterbacks goes last year. Mm-hmm. I think he was one of the best players in the league. But he would just seem to be constantly running around trying to not get More than knocked out of a game. Yeah, he was... Um, it's a real shame, really, because he's an uh, excellent player. Had an excellent season, and they just didn't help him at all. No. No, and I'm glad they got rid of Jimmy Graham, because he really didn't perform as well as we expected him to. they just didn't use him. They didn't go to him He enough. didn't get open. He didn't well, get open. Possibly. He didn't get open, so... Um, the problem with Jimmy Graham is his legs have gone. His legs have gone completely. Unless you're playing... He's still decent as a, as a red zone tight end. But in open field, he can't get separation. He's, he, he just his legs have gone completely. Yeah, I agree. But he's tall enough to still make the catches if you go to him enough. Yes, he is. That's why it works in the red zone because you're basically playing physical size then, as opposed to speed or or movement. So, it's going to be interesting to see what he does at the Packers. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, be good. I had their best win, talking about Russell Wilson running all over the place, I had their best win as a 24-10 win at home to the Eagles in week 13 because they weren't expected to win that game and Russell Wilson pulled out an MVP calibre game. Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, the other one was a 42-7 loss at home to the Rams in week 15 as their worst result. That was the one where Carson Wentz took the injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. So they lost, they lost Carson Wentz but still lost the game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Nick Foles Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit of bit of a weird one for Seattle. They still tried their best, and they still have got really quality players. But it just feels like it's only going to get worse for them next season. MVP has to be Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I think Seahawks are in complete rebuild mode now, aren't they? So yep, they yeah, burnt the machine. I can't see them doing anything next year, really. No. Let's go then to the team that actually managed to finish third. I can't believe they got an eight and eight. A record, but the Arizona Cardinals did make it to 500. Uh, the season before, they were 7 8 and 1, so they've actually got half a win more this season than they did <laughs> the year before. Absolutely crazy. Um, but my big take on the Cardinals is just no future planning at all, and that's over David Johnson. They had no plan B if no. David Johnson went down, and he went down before the season started. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Peterson wasn't the answer, Carson Palmer was never the answer. No, um, and all they've got is Fitzgerald making crazy catches to try and win games at last minute. Fitz Fitz is unbelievable, but yeah, the rest of that team's, you know, Peterson still plays well. Uh, Matthew wasn't the guy we expected him to be over the first couple of seasons. He had mm-hmm. um, didn't look as dynamic, and um, I think that's injuries though, isn't it? With Honey Badger, I think I think those knee injuries really he struggled last year with them. So do you think he should? I, re- I think maybe. Matthew would be the one that you'd possibly look at and go, you know what, he might still have something in it. Well, they... Um, well, he's just been traded. Well, he's been released, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been released. Well, no, he's, yeah, been, no, he's been released. But I, I still think he might actually pop up somewhere and do something. He's gone He's gone to the Texans. It's a one-year, yeah. $7 million deal to join the Texans. 
Um, he'd refused to take a pay cut with the cards. So, yeah. Yeah, but I think Peterson was great. I don't know who you've got as their MVP, but I thought the best player they had last year, you know, Fitz is absolutely in the conversation, but was Chandler Jones. I think he was excellent all year, I think. Didn't he lead the league in sacks? He um, was very good. So I think that helped them. Um, and especially but, since they lost uh, Claire's Campbell. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought that would uh, mean that there'd be more pressure on, uh, or at least more... Um, sort of scheme scheme against Jones, but it didn't seem to impact his pr- production at all. So mm-hmm. that was really impressive. Um, they've got some pieces still. Um, they just yeah, they need a quarterback. Well, they've just picked up Sam Bradford and Mike Lennon. Oh, yeah, they need a quarterback. Like Sam Bradford, haven't they? But I and mean, Mike he Lennon is very much a, a stopgap. If he can even play, if he's healthy. Yeah, I like it. I'm higher on him than I think you two are, I but I, I don't. I don't think he's a franchise guy. Was it 37 wins, and he's got over 100 million in the bank? Yep. But he also played for a terrible Rams team. You make a team better. He did make him better he in his didn't. first year. In his first year, he made in him better. His first year. When was that? When he got drafted. <laughs> what year was that, King? 2012, I think. 2012. Six That's, years ago. I think. Yeah. It's not good enough. Is it twenty twelve? Might have been before then actually. I can't the guy's remember. Guy's a bust. The guy's an absolute bust. Yeah, yeah he's he bust. He's been backwards. busted. I don't think he's. Yeah, he moves the ball backwards better than I've ever seen. <laughs> he can take a ball on the twenty yard line and move it back out of field goal range within two on one drive. Just back it goes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> can't bother to argue. Yeah, well, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> they just need um. They need a. They need a like a real elite quarterback. They've got some pieces on defense. Um, you know, when you've got one of the best corners in the game and also one of the best pass rushers, you're always going to cause problems to the opposing team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Fitz seems to be an ageless wonder. They need to obviously find an heir apparent. But, um, yeah, they've got some pieces there. Some pieces, but no future planning. See, David That's Johnson, when healthy, team. is one of the best running backs in the league as well. So they, they, have, got, they have got things to build around. It's just they need to uh, they need to get their quarterback. They need Johnson back. Mm-hmm. Uh, their best I mean, winner healthy. Yeah. Yep. Their best win I had was a twenty-six or twenty-four win at Seattle in Week Seventeen. Seattle were still trying in Week Seventeen because they were pushing for the playoffs. Yep. Uh, so to eke out a win there was, I thought, was their best result. Yep. Um, their worst result was a thirty-three to seven loss at the Rams in Week Seven. Mm-hmm. Just kind of highlighted everything wrong with the team at that point. Yep. And I had Fitzgerald as the MVP for that team. I think. Yeah, I can't really right. argue Chandler with Jones Fitz, really but well. Jones was Jones was epic. We've got one more team, guys. Okay. One more team. Yep. The San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Last couple of years, they've been right at the bottom. Yep. Uh, this year... You're well, start wetting yourself over Garoppolo again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> just warming up, just warming up. So, <laughs> last year it was 2-14, two, two and 14, but this year just gone, it was 6-10. and 10. Yep. And... That's not really fair, though, is it? It's not really a true reflection of how their season went. No. Well, they had two seasons, didn't they? Yes, they did. A yeah. little micro-season at the end, when yeah. they couldn't stop winning. Is it five and five? Five, well, five and oh. Five and oh. Yeah. Yeah, five and five, and then five, five wins. Five games, five wins for Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. They had, well, CJ Beffer did get that one win, so they were... So, well done. <laughs> they were one and ten before Garoppolo started playing. Yep. Thoughts on the 49ers then, guys? Because are they going to be as dominant as we think they're going to be next season? They're not going to go 100. No, no they're going to lose some games. All right, let's put it that way. Aren't they going to win the division? No, because the Rams are going to win the yeah, division. Yeah, the Rams will win it. Okay. 
They come second then? I think they could. They could come second, yeah. Um, it would depend. I mean, you know, they've signed Richard Sherman. How fit yeah. is he? Which Richard Sherman's going to turn up? Who knows? Um, they're expected to sign Jarrett McKinnon, aren't they, from the Vikings at running back? They've lost Carlos Hyde. I don't know. They've got, I, I think, again, they're, they're another one of those teams that's got pieces, but I'm not entirely sure whether or not with the draft picks all those pieces are going to come together to create a team. Well, they've got Jarrett McKinnon. He has actually signed. He so. has signed, yeah. I um, he has was a big deal. A lot of money for him. Yeah, I think I think they they their draft picks need to play better. Buckner's been good for him. Um, Solomon Thomas needs to improve on his rookie season, um, and Armstead needs to step up as well. They should have a really good defensive line if all of those play to their first round potentials. Um, I think the biggest question mark going into this year is what happens with Reuben Foster. So he got arrested. Is he going to get suspended? Because he didn't start the season particularly well, but the last 10 games, he had 70 tackles, yeah. which is astounding. He was one of the, I think, probably the best, well, top three linebacker in the league based on the last 10 games of the season. He was hugely important in that run they had towards the end of the se- uh, you know, those last five games. So they need to understand what's happening with Reuben Foster. Um, that's my biggest question mark because mm-hmm. he was a rookie last year. Um, you know, had some question marks about health and maturity. Um so he slid all the way back. So they end up getting Solomon Thomas, who they were going to take it th- at two, mm-hmm. slid back a place, still got him at three, and accrued some more draft picks. Yeah. They then used some of those to go back and get Foster. I thought they'd won the draft last year. Mm-hmm. But if Foster you know, gets suspended now just out of pure stupidity, frankly, um, that's, that's really not going to help him because having Garoppolo was excellent, obviously, but having a leader who's just a dynamic middle linebacker is you know the amount of teams you look at the the Carolina Panthers success is sort of they completely changed the culture of that team when Luke Kuechly came in mm-hmm. um it does make a huge difference and you even talk about the Niners as an example when Patrick Willis was drafted they went from being a perennial underachiever to all of a sudden nearly getting to a Super Bowl uh, or sorry getting to a Super Bowl so it yeah. was um it does make a huge difference so hopefully Foster well depending on what he's done obviously if he's done something real <laughs> stupid I think it was a gun charge he had a gun on him but if he uh, if he can get through that relatively unscathed and it's just maybe a two game suspension, then I think they'll be fine. But if he's out for a long stretch, they're going to struggle. I agree. But they went all the way from having the second overall pick to now the ninth overall pick. Yeah, because of all the winning they did right at the end. Yeah, I don't think they wanted without being funny. Like I think they wanted to see Garoppolo in those games. I think they kind of hoped that they'd see what they saw from him, but they'd also lose. Because I think what they wanted was to find their franchise quarterback, sign him, which they've done. Mm-hmm. For a second and then, round pick. And then, st- exactly, well, he second round pick with, with less than a year left on his deal. So, yeah. I understand why he was a second round pick. Um, there's no way they would have let it go for a one if it was, uh, for him go for less than a one if he had more than one year. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at Sam Bradford's been traded twice for what, first over, uh, first round picks. So, that's sort of the, the market there for him. But I think that... Um, they wanted to see what they saw from Garoppolo. I just think they would have rather them lose a couple more games so they get a better draft pick. Personally. They, they still won the coin flip against the Raiders to get the ninth rather than the 10th pick. That's is, not going to make a massive... I think both of those just, linebackers, though. This is typical Lynch. He just wins everything. Yeah, no, it's good. Everything he touches turns to gold. Yep. Which is and everyone from Stanford goes there. <laughs> but it does seem to be there's, there's a bit of the Blarney Stone going on there. You know, Everything he touches just seems to work out right mm-hmm. now. Watch him trade... Watch them trade Garoppolo for Andrew Luck. <laughs> they have got 
what a lot of the other teams don't have now, and that's a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. moving into the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now they have to build around him and build a better defense. Yeah, I could see him going wide receiver at nine. They're talking. I think it, it, all, it all hinges on this Reuben Foster thing. If they're still up in the air, I think they could draft a middle linebacker. I think that nine and ten could be both be middle linebackers, Raiders and the Niners. But yeah, I agree. if Foster's sorted, then I think they could potentially go Calvin Ridley mm. from Alabama. They might even get Saquon Barkley. Not a nine. Maybe. Not at nine. There's no way he's getting to nine. All right. No way. All right. No way. I've got, I've got a sneaker solution. There's going to be a run on quarterbacks. Yeah, but there's not there's eight quarterbacks. Run. Doesn't matter. Someone's going to Quentin Nelson. No. Someone's going to go Bradley Chubb. And all of a sudden, you've got him just waiting. Bar- it'll just be Barkley's not there. Right now. Barkley's not there if the Browns stay at four. They well, I don't. I'm taking him at four. They're taking him. Don't forget, there's a lot more trading to go on as well. There is. Not, you know. There are more teams that are going to come up above the 49ers to go and get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So I can't. I can't see. You know, I can't see him doing doing too much other than linebacker or or wide receiver. To be honest, but. You never know. If Barkley if, that. <laughs> if Barkley's there, they'll take him. Yeah, hundred percent. But he's not so, going to be there. Just saying, he's not going to be there. <laughs> he won't be there. No. Let's go and talk about their best game of the year. He might still go one, Barkley. He won't go one. He won't. That that has gone. That's that's been and gone. It's, it's gone now that the it's, it's gone now that the Jets at three. Yeah. Their best win of the season for the 49ers, as I said, was a 44-33 win at home to the Jags in Week 16. Mm-hmm. No one expected them to beat the Jags. Nope. The Jags want to roll, going into the playoffs. They were trying to get the one seed as well. They were resting players, though. They weren't, yeah, they weren't resting players. No, they weren't. They, they, um, they, the one, they were going they for the one seed. Players. They didn't rest players. They did? They were going for the one seed, Punk. No, they were resting <laughs> players by the time they played the 49ers. <laughs> oh. All right, we have to show you the starting lineups. The, <laughs> the but worst... having said that, when you start start season zero and seven or whatever it was they were, then I suppose that any wins are good. one and ten, yeah. And their worst result, obviously, was the early part, the uh, BG before Garoppolo, uh, forty <laughs> to ten loss at home to the Cowboys in week seven. MVP's got to be Jimmy Garoppolo, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be <laughs> five games, best player by a mile. He's turned bang average, but Trent Taylor. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin just looked on fire. He got 100 yards a game when he was being thrown to by Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep, Trent Taylor looked great across the middle. He immediately so, became the leader. If you saw the sound effects, yeah, yep, I was. Uh, yeah, he was amazing. It's yeah. amazing what happens when you sit behind a quarterback for ages and learn the ropes, <laughs> isn't it? He had a month to learn that play. What do you mean a month? He just sat behind Brady for three years. I'm talking about Shanahan's offense. I don't care. He had to learn it over a month, didn't he? Yeah, Shanahan and McDaniel's are from the same school of quarterback in, so of course it was very similar. Of course, it was. <laughs> it was. So anyway, yeah, no Garoppolo. Um, Punk, did you say earlier you thought it was really beneficial for quarterbacks to sit behind veterans? Yes, it is. It yeah. is massively beneficial for quarterbacks to sit down for a year or so and actually learn how to be a quarterback. Yeah, can you think of any examples where that worked out? Uh, well, there's, there's there's one guy playing in in the league at the minute that sat for a few years. Uh, oh. uh, uh, Rogers or something. Rogers, Rod, yeah, Rod, yeah. Rogers. Yeah. I well, think he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like him. Yeah. I like what him. About Richard, uh, 
Who? Russell Wilson. What about him? Well, he didn't sit behind anyone for any period of time. No, but Russell Wilson was about 45 when he came out. Ben Roethlisberger? Ah, Ben Roethlisberger. Phil Rivers? Yeah. Oh, Phil Rivers sat, didn't he? Yeah, behind Breeze. (sighs) Only for a little bit. Behind Breeze. (laughs) Brady was starting behind the first season. It always helps to have an old head to learn from. Yep. There you go, see? Trubisky, he was in after four games. Look at him. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm nice to Trubisky once. <laughs> there you go. But I um yeah, Garoppolo, despite only playing five games, was by far and away their best player. Yeah. <laughs> One bit of transfer news that we didn't get around to because mm-hmm. I was hoping to stick it in uh a little bit earlier. It was that the Vikings have got Sheldon Richardson. Have they? Yep. The what, about Sh- what about Sheldon Rankins? No. He's still there. <laughs> the twenty seven year old's on the move again after one year in Seattle. Yeah, uh, Richardson has now signed a one-year deal in Minnesota to line up alongside Linville Joseph. Yeah, that's outrageous. Oh, no. That's outrageous. <laughs> that just makes that D line even worse, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, Jesus, he's unreal. <laughs> yeah, he's two-time um, pro bowler. How, how are you possibly going to do anything against that? Yeah, they're going back to the playoffs again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with Kirk Cousins, with Kirk as well. Cousins slinging it. You like that? <laughs> yeah, an upgrade from Keenum, wouldn't you say, Punk? Yeah, I'd say so. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Vikings this year. Yep. They are legit ready to go for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Chargers. And the, what? What about the Chargers? <laughs> <laughs> They're getting a new stadium? I don't know, mate. I don't pay attention anymore. <laughs> All right, let's get, get out of here. a stadium eventually. Let's, let's get out of here, An arena or something. <laughs> if you're talking about your bloody arena. You'll be like me, punk, soon. Just completely, completely disheartened by your team because they move. I'm a Raiders fan. I was, I've been disheartened by my team for nearly 20 years, apart from the last couple of seasons. So, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> There'll be a pop-up roulette reel at the, uh, yeah, on the 50. <laughs> at halftime. We've been playing, the, playing Texas Hold'em. Yeah. He's gone quiet now. Yeah. Just, just the thought of all the gambling is going to be going on on the sidelines. That's it. <laughs> Craps. Gambling, <laughs> guns. What more do you want? Free buffet. <laughs> Nothing. That's, that's all I want. Punk, thank you. Perfect team in the perfect city. Absolutely, that is true. Though to be fair, there is not a better city for (laughs) For the Raiders Raiders to go to. Sin City, I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Punk, thank you so much for coming on and and spending the entire show with us. Hopefully, it'll become a regular feature. You'll come spend more time with us if it doesn't snow in this country anymore. I've, t- I've told you, guaranteed money. That's what needs to happen. Contract one. Nothing just needs to be more upfront guaranteed. Well, when I, when I get that, that punk, you can get it. It's all it's all based on incentives. <laughs> Thank you so much. Man. Always a pleasure, chaps. Always nice to talk to you. Excellent, and yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Remember to be following us on Twitter at Jim and the King, and also checking out the website jimtheking.com. Um, but yeah, until next week, I've been Jim. That's been the King. That's been the Punk. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah.